Coach, so you were visiting with JEA, Jacksonville Electric Authority. Oh yeah, one of the largest in the country, baby. You On know, it's Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Friday, Friday. I had a, had a talk, and uh, all 2,000 employees were able to plug in. You know, it's a a virtual thing, but they all have access to it. Um, and you know, we talked about some things that you know, working as a team, that you really just have to understand. You know, we've talked on the show before about teamwork and and really trying to understand what that is and, and helping people understand the day you're born, right? You're born onto a team. And then you have all these different teams working in your life. So on Friday, it was a great opportunity to be able to just show people how even in this corporate setting, that man, team team takes on a whole different meaning. I mean, it's, 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 it's a different beast. And when you really can understand it and really connect the dots, I just think it makes you better everywhere. It makes you better professionally, makes you better personally, spiritually, like the whole thing, it just all comes together. So it's the Almond Gunner experience. We're dropping podcast number four, and we were just in the middle of talking about this. Why did they bring you in? What was your initial call? Well, the initial call from them was they, uh, they had heard about me from, from a very good friend of mine who, who actually works for JEA. And JEA, you know, for the people in, in our city, we know they've, they've gone through some things. And so they're really into building teams. They want to build ex an exceptional team was kind of the theme and, and what they've been thinking. And so my boy Smooth Lou say, look, I got the guy. I got the guy if, you, if, if, if that's the direction you want to go. And so they called me up and, and we had this initial conversation. And, uh, and the essence of teamwork, you know, my book is just spot on, right? It's, it, it was literally what they needed. It's the playbook that they needed. And I kind of walked them through how, you know, the chapters and what we talk about and how we do it. And, and it just clicked for them. It was like, wow, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and there were some specific things that I felt like um, they really needed. And being in the city and, and, and being able to read about them and the things they're going through and, and how they're trying to move forward, like there was just some very specific things that I felt like that I was definitely equipped to, to give them, you know, been in the city my whole life. Um, and it just it just resonated. So the first call was was it was like they were like, yeah, you're the guy. And uh, so Friday we were able to really lay it down, just really lay it down. And it was good. The feedback's been great. Um, I think people um, are now open to the possibilities. I think we help them see things in a different light. And, you know, you play for the picture in your head. Right. Um, so really helping them to understand. And it's a unique situation. Right. So you have people that work in the field. But then you also have people that work, you know, in what they call the tower. And so you think about the different perspectives. The guys in the field, especially the linemen, do it's a life and death moment every single day. Every single day. People in the tower don't necessarily have that, right? They're not. And they're certainly not putting themselves in that situation. You know, these guys are like, hey, this is what I do. This is what I love. And every day I'm going to do it. That takes a lot of courage. And so I think when you can help the people in the tower or other people realize that, that that's what's going on and that's how they're playing and that everybody has to play like that, right? Because it's about value. And regardless of what your role and responsibility is in the organization, you still need to play with courage. Now, if you can do that, good things happen. Yeah, no matter where you are on the field, you can play with courage. Well, and, and again, I think, I, I mean, think about it. It all matters. Like, everything we do matters. I mean, you know, Dr. King said, look, even if you're digging a ditch, you'd be the best ditch 
ditch digger in the world, right? But I think that we all need to, to view our lives that way. No matter what you do, you can be all in on it. No matter, I mean, you can have courage, which, you know, that's my word. Like, I think people get hung up on the word brave and, yeah, it's, it's cool, but that's, I get to decide whether I want to run in and, to a burning house or not, you know, and be brave that way. But I think having courage, waking up every day, chasing something that at the end of the day you might not get, and, and, and chasing it with enthusiasm, chasing it with passion, chasing it with, with 100% commitment, 100% sacrifice. See, that's, that's a total different way of looking and playing. And, and so for me, whether it's personally or professionally, if you can live that way, man, life's good. So a couple of things. One, we talk about pick your team. Yes. Um, but then we also talk about the fact that the majority of people haven't played a varsity sport, right? Uh, varsity level sport in right. high school or, or beyond. And then we, but in corporate settings <laughs> and in general, we use that word team all the time, but we don't really clearly define it. No, we don't. And, and you know, what's crazy about that? What's, what's, when you're born, right, you're born into a team. And, and what's so cool about that part of your life is you don't get to pick that team, right? You don't get to pick your parents. <laughs> you know, the, the, the environment that you're born in and, and, and the circumstances in which you're born under, that you, you, you have that team, baby, that you get what you get, right? As my granddaddy said, you don't pick your family, but that's why picking your friends is really important because you get to choose that. But when it comes to your professional life, the beautiful part is you get to pick that. You, you get to decide when you when you sit down, usually at an interview. Right. And, and, and the person that's interviewing you lay out the roles and responsibility and, and they tell you the mission of the organization and all of that thing. You get to decide whether you want to buy into that or not. You know, you get to say, OK, that's something I can do. Yeah, I feel like I may be able to offer something. Right. Because it's, it's a give and take. Right. So once you decide that, hey, this is the way I want to go, you chose that team. You chose it. And so now when you're in, I think it's your responsibility to play with courage. You know what I mean? A lot of times you, you know, you'll choose it and then you'll get in and go, well, oh, well, I, I didn't know all of that was, <laughs> I didn't know that that was, well, it's called work. Mm. <laughs> so even if, it was a role or responsibility that wasn't clearly defined at this moment. You're still on this team who has a vision, right? And it has some goals that it wants. So if, if, if your talents and what you can do will move them closer to that, why wouldn't you do that? Why, why would you say that's not my job? See, that, that's a different mentality, and, and that's what I mean by the lion's mentality. You know, the lion realizes, look, man, I got to get this thing done. So every day I wake up, I got to be running. So there, there was a time when you'd stay with a company till you got your gold watch and you retired. And, right. and now it's, it's like in college football, you've got the portal. Right. It's easy to move from one place to the other. So when, when you think in terms of picking your team, is that a temporary thing? Well, for me, it's, it's like it's more about my value as a teammate, right? Because as my grandfather would say, if, if you lazy in a small house, you're going to be lazy in a big house. You know what I mean? So to me, it's about growing where you are. Because for me, I'm, I'm going to grow no matter where I am, right? So if I'm in an organization and, and, and I'm showing up every day and I'm going to be the best version of myself, and if I decide, like, well, this isn't where I want to be, 
I still want to be grow because I want to be growing, right? So even if I go somewhere else, I'm taking more with me. Gotcha. See, I think that's the key. I think I think that if if you're in an organization, you feel like I don't like this organization because the way they do certain things, but and so you show up every day and you only give seventy percent. Well, if you move to another organization, no matter what they give, if your if your effort level is still seventy percent, you're gonna get what you get. I think that people do a poor job of learning how to deal with hard stuff. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, man, you just got to do hard stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, they're not ready for it. They're not prepared. And, 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 and what's wrong with being in a situation where it's uncomfortable? Yeah. Because, again, you, you only grow out of being uncomfortable. So, you you're, ne- so you're never going to have all the information. No. But, but you can focus on your foundation to a point where no matter what happens, you're ready to make adjustments. So you're uh, a freshman – highly recruited or, or let's even go to high school. You're a freshman, you want to play ball and the coach changes. And then the next year the coach, or you get injured. Let's talk about that coach. Yes. Well, because guess what? No matter who you are, no matter how great you think your situation is, when you walk into it, adversity is going to show up. Something is going to happen. You are never going to have this sweet thing going on all the time. Listen, as much as they love Alabama football and Nick Saban had won all these championships, well, it's been a minute. It's been a minute, right? Because things change. Adjustments are made. People adapt. And so in all of our lives, we got to be willing to do that. If you're not willing to adjust, adapt, and overcome, you're going to be miserable because nothing stays the same. you either growing or you're not. And you talk about growing out of adversity. You talk about pushing through some stuff. Think about the things we eat every day. Think about all those, fruit, those fruits and veggies that we eat every day. A seed planted in the ground it's in the dark brother it's in the dark and it has to fight and push and some things have to go right for it to come through the soil and even then man it's still fighting it's fighting the whole time just to bear some fruit just to give you the veggies that you want that's no easy task yeah and it it makes me think like take a moment and, and and recognize that just if it's dark, just take a moment and just appreciate the people that are pouring or the, or the foundation, the dirt that you're in, the nourishment, just even the smallest things. Be, be grateful for that because, I, I mean, not, not everybody has that, right? Oh, if my they're not If they're not paying attention. Right. But if you really look, you can find it. Of course you can find it. And that's the thing. The thing is, I always say you want to make sure – you as a seed plant yourself in fertile soil so regardless of what your environment is there there are people that will help you oh hold on time time out now coach you as a seed yes plant yourself in other words a lot of times we want to pass off the responsibility of no, where no, we're no. at no, no, in no. life, no. whether it be our employer, no. our parents, Mm-mm. our great-grandparents, nope. the man, nope. whoever it is. Nope. You are where you are because you choose to be there. Oh, Coach. So, in other words, 
You as a simmer. Think about this, brother. Yeah, you got to let that just 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 let that we we get pause for the cause real quick. Pause (laughs) for the cause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think about this for a minute. If I took a seed, any kind of seed, you know, it could be some collard greens, which you know I love. It could be an orange seed, and I put it on a tile floor or or a marble floor. If I just laid that seed there. That seed would sit there for 150 years and never and never grow. It just sit on the floor. It just be right there, laying right on that tile floor. But if I took that seed and put it in some fertile soil, even after 150 years, guess what happened? Come on, it's gonna grow, baby. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Yeah. So you you've gotta you've gotta be intentional about where you plant your seed. See, that's why hanging around positive people is so important. That's why removing yourselves from situations that drain your energy is so important. Yeah. Man, you you got to be in fertile soil, brother, if you're going to grow. Well, I, I think we were talking about topics for the show, and and we got a hurricane coming to Florida, right? Yes. And, and so you don't know whether it's coming or going. You don't know how strong it's going to be. So, you know. What do you do? Do you prepare? Do you wait? Do you watch? Do you listen? All those, all those different things that you can do. And there's a lot of people that move down in the state of Florida. Right. Sunshine, beautiful yeah. weather, <laughs> yeah. you know, beaches, they don't know, brother. babes, right. yeah. like, like yeah. all that, right? Um, they're maybe, you know, look, we uprooted, we planted down here. Yes. I'm in new soil. But you can look at that and say, okay. What do I do now? What's my foundation? What do you, what are you paying attention to there? Well, and see, and here's the thing, right? So even though I say I moved from Wisconsin, I come down to Florida, I'm digging the sunshine, man. I may never put on a jacket again just because, you know, I'm down here and it don't really get that cold. Now all of a sudden you guys got these things called hurricanes, right? But at the end of the day, doesn't that go back to the adversity? Like you, you, you there's a price to be paid for sunshine. There's there's a price to be paid for walking on these beaches. Every now and then, we got to hunker down, right? But it goes back to foundation. So in preparing for this, you know, we we both been here a long time. So the foundation is we, we know what to do. A lot of things we need as far as, you know, the flashlight, the batteries, and all that stuff. We, 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 we got that. See, we prepared ahead of time. Every, every season, hurricane season starts, right? They come on. You, we, we get all these things on what you need for a hurricane. So if you just go ahead and do your work on the front end, right? Yeah. Now you're just moving on through life. Mm. If it comes, you're already prepared. You know what to do. But if you are a person that haven't done those things, now you're sitting and waiting. Sitting and waiting. Man, you, you could lose three or four days sitting and waiting that you never get back. Yeah. It goes back to what we say, man. Time's time's precious. Yeah, it's important. That's why every day you do the work. You know, it's like I was I was talking to a good buddy of mine this morning. Uh, my man Michael Oakman. See, he'll love that. I gave him a little shout out because that's my boy Mike. <laughs> Come on, I love Mike. And uh, but we were just talking about you know the recession and different things. Mike owns his business, like you know we own ours. And I said, Mike, you know, I just do what I've always done for twenty four years. I just work. He goes, Me too. See, and that's the thing. So, so when you when you work hard, right, and you prepare, and every single day you set your own agenda, it doesn't really matter what's happening out here because I got to always control what I can control. So when I look at this hurricane the same way, man, Mother Nature does what it does. 
That's why they give you an approximate when it's going to get here. That's why it gives you this cone. We don't really know where it's going to hit. But what I can do is control all the things that I can control, which is making sure my truck's gassed up, making sure I have some batteries, a flashlight, make sure there's some candles, whatever. You know what I mean? Make sure there's some propane for the gas grill. I, I can handle all of those things. Yeah. And then let Mother Nature do what Mother Nature's going to do because she's going to do it anyway. Well, you have the, the asset, the, the experience to know how to handle a hurricane. So I, I think yes. that's, that's part of it, right? So if you're, if you're new to Florida, not to get too off on this tangent, but hey, maybe ask somebody. That's maybe a- have a conversation. Well, imagine that. You mean that you got to be a local, community? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, and you, if you're you, local, maybe share some information. Wow. You, you mean be a real community? There you go. You, 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 mean, you, mean come together, you mean know who your neighbor is? Come on. You mean realize that your neighbor just moved here from, from a place like Wisconsin? Yeah. And maybe they haven't experienced this before? Yeah. And then just initiate a conversation? Yeah. Wow, that'd be a wonderful thing, wouldn't it? But if you are a Floridian and you've been here your whole life, stop acting like you don't know what to do. Come on. That's, that's what I mean. It's like, it's like come on now. Yeah. You, yeah. you know what to do. But it, but it goes back to information, yeah. decision making. There you go. And what time. There right? You go. Time. That's it's, it's what all of this stuff goes back to. It's about your foundation. Hmm. Like how much have you really dug into your foundation? I mean, how, how deep did you dig it? Yeah. Like really? How deep did you dig it? So one aspect, when you say digging, I think of research, get like really doing the work to get the information. A um, couple of things that come to mind, you know, if we, if we were to talk about uh, soil, we were talking about nutrients, we were talking about what type of uh, resources you have around you. I, I actually think of college. And I had a conversation with my neighbor uh, yesterday, just pulled up and we were talking about Aiden. Marmaduke, yeah. Oh, yeah. up yeah. at Lenore Ryan. Yeah. Well, two years later, his younger brother, trying to find a college, trying right. to figure it out, wants to play lacrosse. So we're having a conversation about the preparation and you know going to camps and that kind of thing. So much research has to be done, can be done. The information's out there for, for kids that want to go to college and play college ball or, or just learn, get educated, take the next step. Um, what's your advice for research, like what are some of the things that you do to get the information for yourself? And then even just practically speaking for college athletes, let's talk to them a little bit or high school athletes want to, you know, student athletes. See, I think the biggest thing that student athletes, first of all, you got to own it. Number one, when you turn 16, if it's your dream, if it's what you really want to do, quit, quit leaning on mom and daddy. Okay. Mm. You, you got, because college demands that. Being a student athlete in college demands that you know how to be independent, you know how to make decisions, and you know how to look for stuff. Like, because the answers are always in the room, right? Why? Why is it so important that that the student athlete takes that ownership, though? I mean, what have you seen where it doesn't work out? Oh like, God. if the parents are doing, oh the my f- God. because the, the most important reason is because once you get on a college campus, they're not talking to mom and daddy. You're 18. Uh, uh, mom and daddy can't oh you can call and ask about some playing time but they hanging up on you that's why it's really important because i think that student athletes don't realize that once you get into college it's really on you whether you go to class whether you show up on time whether you do it it's really on you so to me the sooner the better right 
Well, even if they're not hanging up on you, they might be listening and advising, oh. but they're not feet on the ground. It's, no. it's like I picture, you know, uh, a general or, or, you know, commander or something who's not feet on the ground giving bad orders or, or maybe not bad orders, might be nice advice, but it's not the right information because no. they don't have all the information. No, and the thing is, is because college is so different. So whatever yeah. you do in high school, when you get to college, those coaches are coaching differently yeah. because it's a system. Yeah. College is all about fitting into a system. High school, not necessarily so, because you only have four or five studs, especially on both sides of the ball or mm -hmm. whatever. And the coach is like, if we can utilize these guys, we're going to win. College is a little different. <laughs> it's a process. We all got to be working together. And, look, you're walking in as an 18-year-old playing against a 23-year-old grown man or grown woman. That's a whole different ball game. The biggest advice that I would give the kids today is on this whole research thing, the one thing that you guys have that, quite frankly, we didn't have growing up is this you can literally go online and pull up everything you need to know about any place you want to be you can pull up the team you can look at who they recruited you can read about the people that they recruited you can look at the heights the weight like in college and, and you know college coaches are this way they try to plug in right if they had a kid who was six three you know 210 uh played receiver and was really good and now he's graduating, they're going to go out and try to find the same thing. They like to plug in. So, so as a student, you can really research not only what the team's doing, but also what, what do you want to major in? There you go. You, you, you can really look at it. And so as you're being recruited, I always tell them, well, first of all, you have what the college needs. In order for the college to, 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 to prosper and stay on track, they got to bring in great student athletes with great character, that's going to move programs forward, hopefully win national championship. So, so you're the product. So you need to be interviewing them. When, when they recruit you, you need to ask them questions about, yeah. you know, you, the degree you want and, and how many student athletes, you know, take your degree and, and how have they done, you know, in those classes. Uh, what do you do when we travel? How do, how do, we, how do we get the work that we miss? Mm -hmm. Those, to me, are the questions yeah. because the sport is the sport. Yeah. I mean, that's the physical part. No, I want to know how am I going to deal with being a student and making the grades that I need to make so I can continue to play this game that I say that I love. So there, But there is a difference between misinformation. Yes. And, and uh, it, you say that sometimes you'll say it's better to have no information than misinformation. And what comes to mind, if I'm going to Google something – it's, it's probably going to send me to YouTube. Yep. I'm going to try to watch a video on success, right? right. What does it take to be successful? Right. What's going to happen? You're going to get two or three ads that are about how to sell your Amazon yep. products or how to get rich yep. quick. And so as a, uh, a viewer, a, a student, what's your filter? Well, well again, right? Because every day we're getting information from different people, right? Lots of information. So me, I'm going to do my research. But, but the best thing you could do? Talk to other student athletes. Mm. That's why when I do my summer camps, you know you've been there. All my college kids come back. What do I tell my high school and middle kid, school kids to do? Hey, talk to them. See, I, see, I'm up here trying to tell you, but yeah. you think coach don't know what he's talking about. So this person right here is playing ball, you know, over at Rollins or playing yeah. ball at Auburn. So just, just they're doing what it is you say you want to do. So talk to them about how it's going to go down. Well, this right here is, is so money because I see it in your trainings. I see it in your networking, the way you connect with people. You connect the dots all day long. It's what you do. 
Sometimes we put your phone number out there. And say, <laughs> I know. Like, like yeah. right now, listener, yeah. you got to co- you got to read out, reach out to coach. You got to reach out to the mentors. You got to reach out to the student athletes that you know in your life and make those connections. Don't hesitate. Don't no, wait for it, that. It, yeah. Listen. In, in speaking for JA the other day, yeah. the very first thing I did once I came on after I thanked them for you know allowing me the opportunity was I said before I get started, here's my email. Mm. And here's my phone number. Hallman at HallmanGunnerExperience.com, 904-803-1917. Because you're absolutely right. Like, I think the greatest thing you can do, especially when you have information that you feel is good, that can help people be what they do, you got to be willing to share it. Yeah. You don't hold on to good information. That makes no sense. And so it's one. It's it's a very important thing to me, in which this is why I'm now writing the book that I'm writing because I feel like I'm I'm at this place in my life to where mentorship, leadership, and legacy is really important to me. You know, after 24 years, I'm like, okay, coach getting tired. Yeah. But what I want to do is I got to make sure that all this stuff that's inside of me, I give it away. Hmm. I need people to run with this because it's important. And again, if you take 200 people, put them in a room who are successful in their own chosen fields of endeavors, doesn't matter whether it's, whether it's sports, whether it's videography like you do, whether it's speaking and training like that. If you put 200 of us in a room and you hold a conversation about what it takes to be successful, it will be the same. Yeah. It will be the same. Yeah. Because success takes what it takes. So my advice is you have to do your research. You look, have the will to prepare. That's why I feel like most people fail. They don't want to prepare. You have to have the will to prepare. Yeah. And and really listen. Oh, really listen. Listen well. Yeah. Listen well. You know, I, 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 I got a call from one of, one of my athletes yesterday. I was actually headed, headed to dinner and, uh, my kid, Charlie Madua, you know I love Madua. I love old Charlie. And, you know, he's he, he's up at Wabash, up in, up, up in Indiana playing ball, and it's been a big adjustment. And I just keep saying to him, hey, look, you show up every day and you give effort. You have the right attitude. Listen to the coaches. I said, you'll get your time. So we just had a call on Friday. You know, they lost, and he was, like, so upset about it, you know. And he's like, coach, I, I, I mean, we're better than that. And I said – just keep showing up. You'll get your chance. You'll get your chance. Well, he called me yesterday. Coach is watching film. Comes to him and say, hey, Charlie, I think we're going to give you a shot at defensive end. We think you can help us there. Hmm. He goes, oh, Coach, this is a big week for me. See, Charlie, it's what I told you. Just listen. Yeah. You know, he, he, he was having trouble with the playbook. I said, look, you go, to, you go to your position coach. You sit him down. Let him walk you through. So he's been doing that the last couple of weeks. He's learned yeah. some. Like, yeah. this ain't hard, brother. Yeah. But it was so refreshing and, and just to hear the excitement yeah. and the enthusiasm in his voice of, oh, yeah. Like, that, that's, if you ask me why I do what I do, mm-hmm. that's it right there. There it is. Well, we've been given five senses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, I think sometimes they all kind of come together. It gets a little yes. noisy. There's yes. so much distraction going on. We, we do vocal warm-ups before each show. Right. And I'm working with professionals. This is what, like, they, like when they sing Happy Birthday, yeah. like, I, I told Kaylin, I was like, I would love for it to be my birthday. Right. Just because I want to hear this 
choir sing, sing have, have, cause, yes, cause it, 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 anyway one of the vocal warm-ups I, I don't know what i'm supposed to sound like coach <laughs> so what they had you do is you close your eyes right when you do your vocal warm-ups completely changed everything forced me to listen to my own voice forced Ooh. me to listen to other voices and coach i mean it was like magic like everybody sounded so, wait a so minute. amazing so wait a are you telling me that you had to close your eyes to see there you go oh my wait a minute you, did you tell me that you had to close your eyes yes to yeah. see yeah absolutely man this is what i'm clearly listen brother i'm telling you you play for the picture in your head. Mm, yeah, let's talk about that because uh, Miles Monroe. Okay, so like listeners out there, like yes. if you're trying to find the right information <laughs> and you're wondering why am I here, what am I doing, what is my purpose, what kind of seed, what kind of tree am I, <laughs> Google Miles Monroe, listen to his videos, his content is unbelievable. But Sidetrack there. Talk to me, Coach, about seeing Look, a picture in your head. That, that's that's the whole thing, right? I, I think that true vision is being able to look farther than your eyes can see. Most of us believe it when we see it, right? Like it has to happen before we see it. The best way to do that is to close your eyes and see it. Think about it. What it feels like. Feel it. How should you move? Because you are the best way to change your mind, brother, is you got to see it. Nothing good's going to happen to you until you change your mind. And you're not going to change your mind until you see it. Because you always play for the picture in your head. And that's why I always say you got to slow down to go fast. When you get in a tough spot, what I say? Just breathe. Close your eyes. Breathe. Because, because if you can breathe and then recognize that you're breathing, then you understand you're still alive. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Mm. Now, now I still got a shot. Yeah, I got a shot, right? That's why it's man. I love that. You, first of all, if you hey, if you guys are in the city, you got one more week to see my baby bro put this thing down in Bright Star. Up, up players by the sea, and this play, bro. I gotta be honest with you. Man, it made you laugh, but it, there was some crying moments in there. Like, like this thing was good. And knowing you as my brother, but watching you on the stage with like, wow, that, okay, that's him, but it's not him. You know what I mean? Um, which changes the perspective, right? Yeah. Of how I see you. And that's how I know you good. I'm like, yeah. okay, because you, you do that. This is a huge win for you. Yeah. Now you just factor that into all the things you do. So well, anytime it, it goes back to what you've been saying, though, you get to decide. <laughs> yes. Like no one else knows who you are. Oh my goodness, bro. Oh my, they don't know what you got in the tank. Yeah. Nobody. They do not get. That's the beautiful thing to me about the game of life. That it really is a choice. Yeah. Right. Um, it, it's like I told people: love is not an emotion. Love is a choice. You choose to love. And that's life. You get to choose. Like this, this team, this team eventually, you get to choose it. You get to choose who's on your team. I mean, who you lace it up with every single day. I mean, how great is that? Yeah. I mean, how huge is that opportunity? That every day I get to decide who's on my team and who I want to play with. We get that choice. And the sooner you realize it, 
the better off you're going to be. You don't have to be. You don't have to be sad. You don't have to be miserable. Are you kidding me? You don't have to. It's a decision. You know, I think years ago I told you, I said, look, man, I decided I'm going to be happy. I remember telling you that. Hey, bro, <laughs> I decided I'm going to be happy. And I get to define what happy is. Nobody gets to define that for me. Are you kidding? Well, well, early on, somebody told you what kind of seed you are, right? Yes. And, and, oh, yeah. I, and maybe that hasn't happened, or maybe it happened and you weren't oh, paying yeah. attention, Oh, coach. yeah. Maybe you weren't paying attention. Oh, yeah. Because it's probably been told you. But we go back to research. And you can look. I mean, again, close your eyes. See what you can't see. We are not. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. I mean, so let's, let's even go a little bit yes. deeper, Coach. Yes. Are we spirit? Are we life? Are we, are we flesh and blood? And if so, okay, then just go through the motions. If not, why not really get to get a clear picture right. of who you are? Well, I mean, bro, look, first of all, I grew up in a small town. Come on. And, and, and I'm talking, grew up in a small town back in the day. So there was a lot of people trying to define what kind of seed I was. The difference was that I had a mom and a dad and these grandparents and these people in the community that told me, no, 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 you're not. And then being able to look at my grandfather and go, dude, you're born in 1906. Like, really? Okay. So I got to decide after doing all the research and looking around and going, okay, now I can be like that one, or I can be like this one, or I could be, or I could just be me. <laughs> I could just be my authentic self, mm. whatever that is. And that's the path I chose. I was literally the guy who always said, when I looked at a situation and it was a rough one, I'd go, well, it don't have to be. Yeah. See, I was that dude. Again, it's like I look at things constantly that's happening all around me and hearing people complain, and I'm like, but it don't have to be. Like, it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. Like, you know you can change that, right? It's like I spoke, I spoke in Minnesota a few years back, like in January, and it was like, minus five or like two degrees or something and they're trying to convince me that that was a good day you know like it's you and i'm like but you know you don't have to live here right like you know you can move well i i grew up here yeah but you you you, you can go somewhere else like you, you you're gonna end up in florida anyway everybody <laughs> always ends up here right so again i, I just think that we have to have enough courage to make the tough decisions. Mm. Because that's what it boils down to. Come on. Let's, let's be honest. What it boils down to is some of the decisions that we have to make are very hard decisions. And instead of having the courage to make those hard decisions, we pretend like we don't have to or that they will take care of themselves. We'll cover it up. And, it, and it, just, it does not work that way. Yeah, It's always there. Well, courage to say I was wrong. Yes. Uh, to yourself. Like courage to look in the mirror and say, okay, I just spent X number of years or yes. days or minutes going the wrong direction. I got to pivot now. And give yourself permission to do that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's the other part. Like, you know, when you're trying to be a perfectionist, which is never going to happen, all you do is constantly beat yourself up. And I'm like, 
dude, give yourself permission to be wrong. Yeah. It's okay. Give yourself permission to be a work in progress. It's really okay. Yeah. Well, the, the JEA leadership saying, well, uh, Allman kind of said everything he wanted to say. Right. So wh- why did you have to come in? Well, you had to come in because you had a different perspective and you were able to see some things they couldn't see. Right. So as a leader, even so I'll even look in the mirror as a father. I can't tell you how many times I, I, I'm like, why are they not getting this? Like, right. I feel like I've said it. <laughs> right. What, what's, and it's because they got to see it, coach. Not they got to feel it. Exactly. They, and, and sometimes to see it and feel it, it takes a different perspective. Yeah. And it's okay. See, that's the beauty of like, hey, I always go, man, look, I'm results oriented. So when you're results oriented, it ain't about ego. Yeah. So if, if Austin <laughs> is dealing with some stuff, yeah. and I done told him a million times. Yeah. Hey, Uncle Greg, yeah. can you call your nephew? <laughs> huh? Yep. Now, you're probably going to say the same thing that I said. All day. But it's going to come off better coming from you. And now he's going, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go that way. Yeah. And, and But but that's what community does, right? Mm. That's what community does. See, that's what the village really does. It allows kids and people to get different perspectives, to move in the same direction, and it all comes out the way it needs to come out. Harmony. Harmony, baby. You got to have it. That's why it's important, man. And again, if so again, if you don't have a mentor in your life, and if you're not mentoring someone, oh my goodness, boy, you missing it. You you nothing fails worse as a leader, in my opinion, than a leader who has not mentored anyone. Well be so Taking on the mantle of mentorship can be scary. Uh, so what's the first kind of entry-level version of mentorship? I'm not trying to make it a big, hairy giant. I'm just saying there's some simple, kind of easy entryways into being a mentor. The, the first thing is know that you have something of value to give. Mm. See, see, because mentorship, man, there's no certification. Mentorship is usually someone who's been through some stuff, done some stuff, overcame some stuff, been successful in a few areas. So, I mean, it's totally different than a coach. Most coaches, you know, you got to have coached some teams or be certified and this, but not mentorship. So the first thing is, is to recognize that you have something of value, that that you've been through something, that you've lived through something, you have some information or something that can help someone. And be willing to give that out. But the proof of the pudding is, is really on the mentee. You need to go out and ask someone to mentor you. Like, you got to find, like, you got to seek them out. See, because a lot of times, as, as, a, as a real leader, you don't even realize you're a leader. You just got a whole bunch of followers and you're just doing your thing. You know, you're just leading with your life, right? So if I want a mentor... It's on me. It's on me to see, to recognize that, oh, there's something good in this person or, or that person, man, they, they're doing what I want to do. And I'm going to see, can we have lunch? Well, think about our relationship. It's a perfect example. We met because of the girls. But literally, after seeing the girls the second time, you say, hey, man, can we, can we, can we grab a bite? Right? Coach Blunt, same way. I'm walking off the field. Hey, coach. Hey, coach. Uh, can I talk to you? Yeah. So I think 
first of all, if you want a mentor in your life, man, you got to be bold. <laughs> I think you have, you, you have to be real bold. You have to seek them out. Yeah. Open to the possibilities. Oh, that's the only way. Yeah. Again, going back to student athletes, hey, if I wanted to go play ball at, you know, Princeton or, or an Ivy school, or if I wanted to go to a Power Five, hey, I'm trying to seek out somebody who's done it. How did you do it? What was your process? How did you get there? Dude, I ask a lot of questions, brother. Yeah. Hey, man, I, man, I, I get around someone in a room that I know got it. Yeah. Yeah, I got to have it. Well, you used to say I'm like a bad penny. Yes, sir. And, and, and yes. I really, you, you, like, well, you show up, couldn't buddy. get rid of you yeah, now, no, coach. No, uh, now, no, now you're stuck. Now, now I'm now stuck like, like Chuck, brother. Seven thirty in the morning, yeah. coach. Yeah. Hey, hey, where you at, coach? Where we, at? We, we putting <laughs> this down or what? Why you, you know asking I mean? where we're yeah, gonna we be? Put, <laughs> hey, where is it, Coach Blunt? I'm sticking to you, <laughs> Coach. I'm right there. I'm sticking to you. But that's but that's how it should be. I think when you when you find the right person, that that help you see things and, and then make you just want to go get them. I mean, I, if we're not making each other better, like, come on, dude, it's about service. Well, I'm going to put this out, out there, coach, amazing show, show number four. Um, and one of the things that we really have to take a moment and appreciate is our audience, our, our listeners. Yes. We don't have a show without you. Uh, my encouragement to you as listeners is, spread the word like, yeah like yeah. put this out there like let people know about this podcast we are doing this to continue to grow it we want to see more people hear more people give us some feedback reach out connect with us and and let us know the topics that you want to hear about reach out to coach no doubt about it i mean like listen almond at almondgunnerexperience.com 904-803-1917 is my phone number uh as my baby bro greg said you know at the end of the day this is really about giving you guys what you want to hear more of and, 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 and figuring out how we can help you be better at doing what you want to be. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what this show is about. It's about service. It's about how do we serve you? How do we help you create your legacy and the things that you want to see in your life? So uh, we're going to keep putting it down. I mean, um, this, this new season, I really feel it. I really feel like the first, the first few shows, man, I've been getting this incredible feedback, like, oh, my God, like, dude, now. And I think people are really connecting the dots now because of the way we're doing it, because we're taking real life stuff and showing you how athletically you're doing the same thing. The same thing. Every day you're competing. Every day you're trying to get better. You know, every, every day you get to define what your team looks like. I mean, that's, that's all it is. That's all it is. Plan, plan for a championship every day, baby. We ran the gamut a little bit today, Coach. We talked about team. We talked about foundation. We talked about purpose. We talked about mentorship. Uh, but we have a quick tip. This week, it's about your feet. I want you to realize that your feet is truly the foundation. It's the footwork. I mean, I think that's what life is. It's how you move through life. And if you can get your feet to do the right thing, to position you, then you have a harder serve, you know. Then, then you catch the ball differently. Then you shoot the ball differently. So it's footwork. Your foundation is about what, do you, what are you doing with your footwork? How are you developing your footwork? How are, you, how are you moving in and out of situations? And that goes back to who are you bringing in and out of your life? That's just footwork. That's all it is. You know, positioning your body to be able to, to accept the ball and advance it. 
Well, I don't know much about it, but what I do know about the the hundred yard is 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 uh, or or the hundred meters is is that the first couple of steps, you know who's going to win. Bro, I mean, bro, for the most part. I'm telling you, listen, that footwork even it, happens it, in, in it, that, right? It, it is about the explosiveness. Hmm. I mean, your drive phase is everything. When you leave the 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 blocks, and as you start to drive, you know, you know, you know if your turnover's there, you you know, I mean. At about 50 meters, I mean, you're, for most of us, man, we just getting up out of that drive phase. You kind of know. You know what's left in the tank. You know how much top end you have. Like, so it's your footwork. Yeah. And you got to work it, at that. And I think we neglect our feet. All like the we, time. We cover them up in socks and shoes. Well, we're we're and, hard on them. The only time we really think about them is when they're really hurting. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and that's when you realize that I haven't been taking care of them. Yeah. But there's, there's all these small tendons. bones and, yeah. and muscles and those little tendons, man, you yeah. know, you, you should be doing, you should be walking around barefoot doing calf raises, just walking around, walking like, around just, barefoot. just, just strengthening the bottom of your feet. You know, when you sit down, you know, take your toes and try to pick up stuff, you know, yeah. work them, you yeah. know, uh, you know, get in the soft sand, uh, Hey, Bottom of your feet, brother. Yeah. Because as, as my mother would say, when those dogs start barking, <laughs> woo, brother, you got to sit it down. It hurts. Well, if, <laughs> if you really want to know something special about Coach, the, the man loves a, a, a good, uh, what do they call it, where you get your feet taken care of. Oh, pedicure? Pedicure. Well, there all is, day, there every is. day. I can't even think of the name of it, man. Listen, I, can, I keep them right, baby. I keep them right. And every time I go, they always say, oh, you have nice feet. <laughs> yes, I do. Cause I, hey, look, you go wear Burks, man. You can't be walking around in Burks with yeah, bad feet. Nasty toes. Yeah, your yeah. toes ain't right. Come on, that ain't right. So yeah, yeah, we, you know, I, I keep my feet right, brother. So take care of your feet. Take care of your feet. Man, work on that foundation, show, coach. Great man. Show. I love it. Uh, you know what? It's it's just great to, to be in the studio, just be able to share knowledge and information and have fun and kick off a week and and as we say, look, we appreciate you guys and, and listening. Reach out, hey, because. It's all about you anyway, man. So, as we like to say, every day is game day. Got her out.